Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for setting us free. Thank you, Lord, for set free from the law of sin and death. Set free from the snare of the fowler. We are free indeed. Glory to God. We enjoy such great liberty. We enjoy such what came up in my spirit, just glorious freedom. Hallelujah. Glorious freedom. Just glorious freedom. Glorious liberty. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank God, no longer bound. No longer a captive. Amen. Whoo, glory to God. Set free. Set free that we can love him and serve him and have revival right now, even tonight. In our souls, revival in our souls. Amen. Glory to God. I declare revival in my life. I declare revival in your life. I declare revival in our church. I declare revival in the Bay Area. Whoa, we prophesy, Lord. We prophesy freedom. Glorious revival. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, come. Oh, let's pray a little bit. Oh, thy kingdom come, O Lord, thy will be done, thy will be done. We cry out, we cry out for the great reign of the Holy Ghost. Oh, Mandika Sanda, won't hurt you to pray. Pray a little bit. Oh, Rafa Sanze Kedebokonde, Ambro Jelebramanda Lahai, Oh, Montike Samayana, Kamanana Samaniando, Omomomine Labosondo. Thank you for heaven's help. Thank you for angelic assistance. Thank you, Lord, for a super coming on our natural, supernatural moving of the Spirit, supernatural freedom. Oh, such glorious liberty, such freedom have we. Oh, Makata Basai. Oh, We'll not settle for anything less. Woo, hallelujah. But thy will, thy will be done. <coughs> thy kingdom come. The will of the master be done in this place. In Nebosombrokashai. Woo, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's shout freedom tonight. Revival, let's charge the atmosphere with revival. Hallelujah. Revival in our hearts. Revival in our spirits. Revival in our souls. Revival in our feet, Lord. Woo, my, 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 my. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, one of the greatest earmarks of revival is a rejoicing people. Amen. A rejoicing people. 
of rejoicing people. Ha, 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 ha. Hallelujah. Happy is the people whose God is the Lord. Happy is the people who are in such a case. Woo, Lord, we rejoice tonight. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> we rejoice in your goodness. We rejoice in your glory. We rejoice in your freedom tonight. Oh, rapasa landola, rapandola, mosola, barondo. Oh, mandike samatola, bananda, leberi. Oh, mroko celebro, donomondo, lobobosola, lolobo. Oh, moving, 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 moving. Moving on, moving up, moving up, moving on, moving up. Woo, we're moving up. We're moving up. We're moving on. There is a spirit of prayer in this place right now. And I've got a nice little message, but that's not what it's about. It's not about preaching a nice little message. Obviously, we need to hear from the Lord and we need to get into the word of God. But we are in this church. We are a word and we are a spirit church. And we follow after the word and after the spirit. And the Bible says the word and the spirit agree. Hallelujah. So I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to do some things in our midst tonight. So you can take your seat just for a moment. And I'm just going to read a couple of scriptures and then we're just going to continue to pray because I believe what's happening tonight is the Holy Ghost is helping us. Did you know that that's one of his names? He is our heavenly helper. Anybody in here tonight needs some help? You can always need some help. Hallelujah. We can always use some help. So when Jesus left this earth, he gave us a description of what the Holy Spirit was going to do in our lives over in John 14. And we're not going to be following any of those scriptures up there tonight that I gave you. But John 14, 16 in the King James, it says, I'll pray the father. He'll give you another comforter and he will abide with you forever in the amplified. This tells us exactly what he's going to do. Cause you folks that come on Sunday night, I look around and I know you're really fed the word of God. You know, this is a word church. Absolutely. But it is a Holy Spirit church as well. And there's times and there's going to be more times like this. When we come together, we're going to give a word, but we're also going to act on the word. And I believe God has just the right people here tonight to do kingdom business. Hallelujah. As we were worshiping and as pastor began to give us that exhortation, it just came up so strong in me that there's some things that the Holy Spirit wants us to do tonight. He wants us to be the church. That's who we are. And there's some metoristata. There's some things that need to be prayed out tonight. I don't know what they are, but he does. And he's going to give us divine utterance. So this tells us some of the functions of the Holy Spirit. I'll ask the Father. He'll give you another comforter. Anybody ever needed comfort? Anybody ever needed counsel? Hallelujah. 
The Bible says that counsel, it's down on the inside of us. It's like deep water, the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. And when we pray in tongues, we can draw up the wisdom and the insight of God. So as we're praying tonight, if you need some insight, you need some counsel, you need some direction, you just look on the inside and use your tongue, use your tongue to pull it up. Speaking in other tongues is like dropping that bucket down into a well and drawing up the counsel that we need when we pray in the Holy Ghost. And then he said he is our helper. Hallelujah. Woo, I like that. He's our intercessor. He's our advocate. He's our strengthener. And he's our standby. And he will remain with you forever. We usually stop right there. But the next verse also says he's the spirit of truth. Hallelujah. He doesn't tell lies. He speaks the truth. And what does he speak? He speaks what he hears the father speak. And then it says whom the world cannot receive. You know, there's no fake news in heaven. He's speaking the truth. Hallelujah. He does not see him or know it. This is the world. They don't see him. They don't know him. They don't recognize him. But that's not us. We know him. We recognize him. For he lives in us continuously. And he will be with us forever and ever and ever. Then down in verse 26 in the Amplified. It names him again. And I'm just going to read it again. But the comforter. The counselor, the helper, the intercessor, the advocate, the strengthener, the standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, to represent me and to act on my behalf. What's he going to do? He's going to teach you all things and he will cause to you to recall, will remind you, bring to your remembrance everything that I have told you. Isn't that good news? It's good news. He brings things to our remembrance. And when we pray in the Holy Ghost, he'll stir up those things on the inside of you. Anybody got any dreams? Anybody seen anything? Anybody believing for revival? You know, we got to pray in the Holy Ghost and we got to keep those things ever before us. He'll bring it to our remembrance. Those things that he has promised us. Are you standing, standing on the promises of God as you pray in the Holy Ghost? That's one of his functions. He's going to remind you of the word of God, but he's also going to remind you of words that have come from the throne of God that have been spoken into your life. It shall come to pass. I believe God. I believe it shall be even as it was told me. Amen. 
That ought to be our attitude. That ought to be what we are saying, what we are believing. And then I know it's right around here somewhere. Where is it where it says that he will show you things to come? Is that in John 17? 16. Oh, yeah. In verse in John 16, verse 13. Let's read that out of them amplified. But when he, here it is again, we just said he's the spirit of truth. The truth giving spirit comes. He will guide you into all truth, the whole full truth. He'll not speak his own message on his own authority. He's not hearing God say something about you and then him saying something contrary. The word and the spirit agree. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost are in agreement. He doesn't have his own message. He's telling you what he hears the Father speak. But he will tell you whatever he hears from the Father. He will give the message that has been given to him. And he will announce and declare to you the things that are to come that will happen in the future. There's some things that are going to happen on this earth. And I'm not talking about in the political realm and in the natural realm. Those things are going to happen. And when we're in tune with the Holy Spirit, he'll show us things to come, even natural things. But when we look at this scripture, when I read that, he will show you things that will happen in the future. What goes off on the inside of me is our best days are yet to come. Greater glory is what he's showing us. Days of heaven upon the earth. For as truly as I live, the whole earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm seeing. That's what he's showing me by the spirit of God. When you get in tune with the spirit of God, your eyes begin to be flooded with light. And you begin to look at the scriptures and you begin to say, yes, that's for us. Yes. Haggai chapter 2, the glory of the latter house shall be greater than that of the former. That's what he will show you. He doesn't show you, oh, it's dark, it's gloom, it's despair, it's agony. You know, the earth is so messed up. The earth is messed up. And sin is out there. But where sin doth abound, his grace doth much more abound. The world's going to get darker, but that's just an opportunity for us to shine brighter. Amen. When we get in prayer and we hook up with him, he will show you things to come. And it's not a sad, dark, bad future. It's a bright future. Hallelujah. On Mother's Day, I talked about it at the women's brunch that we can smile at the future. That's what he shows us. He shows us that it's good because it's in his hands. Hallelujah. As a matter of fact, I know some of you might not have been here. Proverbs 31. Let's look at that one scripture there. I like it in the Amplified, and I brought my Amplified tonight. 
Hallelujah. It's verse 25. In one of the translations, it says she smiles at the future. But in the Amplified, it says strength and dignity are her clothing. Her position is strong and secure. That doesn't sound like to me like anybody that's afraid, right? She rejoices. Hallelujah. Can you just rejoice? She rejoices over the future, the latter day to come. Woo, what we just quote you out of Haggai chapter 2, I believe it's verse 9. The glory of the latter house shall be greater than that of the former. Then he says here that we can rejoice over the latter day to come. Why? Knowing that she and her family are ready for it. Are you ready for what God's about to do in the earth? I know this is a Sunday night crowd. Y'all are ready. I know you're ready. I know you're on go. But I believe the Holy Ghost is going to help us to pray that the rest of the church and even other people in this congregation get ready. Get ready. (laughs) Get ready for what's about to happen. Hallelujah. Prepare for a great influx of souls. Glory to God. Get equipped like pastor's been doing on Wednesday night. Get rooted and grounded in who you are in Christ. Get a firm foundation, not just for you and for your household, but for the harvest. Hallelujah. The glory of the latter house shall be greater than of the former. That means there's going to be more people People coming into the kingdom of God. That means there's going to be greater signs and greater greater wonders than we've ever seen. Glory to God. Our spiritual father, Brother Kenneth E. Hagin, he prophesied about the day and the hour in which you and I get to live and get to see God do his greatest acts. This world has ever known. He said in the last days, and that's where we're at. In the last days, glory be to God, that there's going to be such a revival. It's going to be the great revivals that they've seen in the past. It's going to be the outpouring that they experienced at Azusa Street. It's going to be the healing revival that happened in the late 40s and early 50s. It's going to be the charismatic renewal where people from all denominations were swept into the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He said it's going to be all of those revivals combined and more. Because we serve a God of the much, 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 much more. Hallelujah. I say it all the time. Our God is not a God of of digression. He's a God of progression from glory to glory to glory to glory. He's changing us from glory to glory to glory. He's bringing us up 
Hallelujah. He's taken us to places that we have not been, but we're going to go there in the strength of God. We're going to go there under the direction of the Holy Ghost. We're not afraid of our future. We're smiling at it. Hallelujah. We've got one who's been there before and he is showing us the way. Hallelujah. I'll tell you a funny little story before we read the rest of these scriptures. I wasn't going to go very long, but hey, it's only 14 minutes so far, so don't get nervous. I recently heard this story by a friend of ours that when he was a kid, he really wanted a horse. And so his parents were like, no, you can't have a horse. And they were faith people. And he said, but you told us that we can have whatever we say if we believe God for it. So he got this horse and he named this horse Buddy. And this horse was an interesting horse. It had a way of getting out of the pasture on a regular basis. They lived in a small community, so everybody in town pretty much knew Buddy. And they would call when Buddy showed up in their pasture or at their house. And he'd have to go get his horse. Well, one time this horse got out. Buddy got out. He didn't hear from anybody for several days. So he started making flyers, posting them all over town. And... um, Finally, somebody called and said, we have Buddy. It was way out in the country on the other edge of town. So his dad takes him out there to get Buddy. And he says, now you're going to have to ride Buddy home. Gets Buddy saddled up. He's riding Buddy home, no problems. And they're out in this little country road. And there's a big creek there. And they had recently built a new bridge. So he said he'd take Buddy and he'd get one hoof on the bridge, two hoofs on the bridge, and then he'd back off. He would not go across that bridge he worked and worked trying to get buddy to cross that bridge but as soon as he touched it he'd back up he wouldn't cross it so his dad finally had to help him they had to go another way to get him home well a few years later he met this cowboy i think maybe his name was boudreaux i'm not sure but... <laughs> so he met this cowboy and he tells him the story about Buddy. And the cowboy, I can't tell it like he was, you know, he's spitting tobacco out of one side and he says, is that normal? And he goes, yep, that's what they do if they come across something new. And he's like, well, how do you get this horse to cross a bridge or do something new? And he says, you got to hook him up with an older horse. You got to hook him up with the horse who's been there and done that and cross that bridge. And you know, when I heard that story, it just went off on the inside of me. You know, that's what we have in the Holy Ghost. He's our helper. He's been there. He's done that. He's gone before us. He knows your future better than you know your past. When, so when you face something that looks a little scary and you put your little foot on something and it makes a noise or it makes a sound that you're not used to and you want to back off, just check on the inside and say, oh no, fear will not hold me back. I'm not afraid to go and do what God's calling me to do. I got somebody right beside me. I got somebody on the inside of me, the Holy Ghost, and he shows me things to come because he 
He's been there. He's been my teacher. He's been my guide. I will not be afraid. So don't be like Buddy and say, oh no, I'm going to step out when God tells me to go here. Or God tells me to do that. I'm going to obey. Fear will not hold me back. We don't have to be afraid of new things. We don't have to be afraid of the unknown because we got that helper. We got that teacher. We got that guide. He gives us direction. He gives us inspiration. Hallelujah. And he will help us. He'll help us pray. He'll help us say what we need to say regarding our future. Regarding the revival that needs to happen in the church. Regarding the outpouring of glory that needs to cover the whole earth. I love this scripture and this description of him helping us over in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And we're going to look at that verse 2. We'll look at it here. I'm glad I brought my old Bible tonight because I got all these scriptures marked. And I like my Bible, my King James and my Amplified here. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 2. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him. Howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. Now in the Amplified This passage says this, for he who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not to men, but to God. No man understands or catches his meaning because in the Holy Spirit, he utters secret truths and hidden things, not obvious to the understanding, not obvious to the understanding One of the reasons that the devil has fought speaking in tongues so much is because it's God talk. We're talking directly to God. That verse said he's not speaking to men. So if you're praying in the Holy Ghost and somebody says, ah, that's gibberish. I don't know what you're saying. Your response ought to be, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to God and God understands everything that I am saying because he has given me this divine heavenly language whereby I can pray out mysteries. Now there's a little reference in my Bible to a scripture over in Jeremiah 33, 3 in conjunction with that verse. You want to see what it says? I do too because I don't remember, but I have it written there. Jeremiah 33:3. Oh yeah. In the amplified, Jeremiah 33:3. Call to me, I'll answer you. And what's he going to show? He'll show you great and mighty things. Oh yeah, I love this. Fenced in and hidden. What you do not know. Do not distinguish and recognize, have knowledge of, or understand. Where do we not understand it? We don't know it up here, but we do know it here. Hidden, fenced in. You know where it's hidden? Right here, in your heart, in your spirit, man. Not from us, but for us. God didn't hide it from you. 
It's for us. It's hidden from the enemy. He doesn't know everything. He doesn't know all the awesome plans that God has for your life. That's why they're fenced in right here. They're hidden right here on the inside of you. In 1 Corinthians 14, it called them mysteries, mysterion, hidden things, not obvious to the understanding. That's why when we pray in the Holy Spirit, we are praying the perfect will of the Father. There's nothing wrong with playing, praying in your own understanding and praying in English. But we can get trapped up and trapped up if we just pray out of what we know here. You're praying about your future. You're praying about a relative. And you know, they've been acting like pastor said this morning, like demon child. And you just want to say... Get them, God. You know, they need to do this. They need to do that. Like I said last Sunday, talking about God's not looking for somebody to star in a new TV show called Fixer Up on God's channel. He's not needing you to fix everybody. But when we pray out of our own thinking and our own understanding, sometimes we'll get wrapped up in that. God, they need to do this. God, they need to do that. Oh, man, make them go over there. Oh, man, they need to line up in that area. But when you pray in the Holy Ghost, he knows exactly how to get a hold of them. He knows exactly the right people to send across their path. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad? We don't have to be the fixer uppers. We got a helper. Heavenly helper. And he knows how to fix every situation. And turn everything around. And bring restoration into our lives. And can I get a witness? So over in 1 Corinthians 14 again, it says secret truths. 1 Corinthians 14 too. Secret truths. Hidden things. Not obvious to the understanding. Tongues. Speaking in tongues is supernatural, divine utterance. Hallelujah. It's like a hot line to heaven. And the good news about speaking in tongues, the devil can't mess it up. And the devil doesn't understand it. It's important for us to pray in tongues on a regular basis. Pastors got us in this 30-day challenge of speaking the word. I want to issue a challenge praying in the Holy Ghost. On a regular basis, staying ahead of yourself in prayer, not behind. Again, our spiritual father, he used to sometimes call special prayer meetings and he would say, we've gotten behind and we got to get caught up. You know, it's not good to be so far behind. You got to be in tune. You got to be in line with what God is doing and wants to do in your life. And that will only happen by praying in the Holy Ghost. What happens when we pray in the Holy Ghost? So many things happen, but Jude 20 tells us one thing. Building yourselves up on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Anybody want to be built up? Anybody want to be strong 
on the inside, then spend time praying in the Holy Ghost. You're strong on the inside. You're going to be in tune. You're going to pick up on those cues, those clues and those cues. Show you things to come. When you're strong in here, you're going to hear, don't go over there. Take another way home. Don't go to that store today. Don't go, you know, until, where was that? Just recently, I was a nice place out in Walnut Creek. Was it Costco or somewhere? Crazy thing happened. I mean, it doesn't matter what may be a really super nice neighborhood, but the Holy Ghost knows it's something unusual or something bad. Some, somebody with bad intentions is going to be in that store and he will tell you not to go there. Show you things to come. How many of you are thankful for our heavenly helper? And then lastly, let's look over at Romans chapter 8, verse 26. The value of praying in the Holy Ghost. It cannot be underestimated. He shows us things to come. Verse 26 of Romans 8. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. That word there does not mean sickness. It means weakness. Our inability to produce results is really the true meaning of that word. Our inability to produce results. We can't do it by ourselves. But we don't have to. Hallelujah. For there are times we're not going to know what we should pray for as we ought. Have you ever found a situation? I'm telling you right now, even praying over our nation. It's sometimes best just to turn the TV off and say, I'm going to pray in the Holy Ghost. But the Spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be Uttered again in the Amplified, so too the Holy Spirit comes to our aid. Isn't that good news? This verse in the Amplified, so the Holy Spirit, He comes to our aid. He bears us up in our weakness. That just bears out what I just told you about infirmities. It's a weakness, it's an inability to produce results on our own. For we don't know what to pray, nor how to offer it worthily as we ought. But the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication. He pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep to utter. Thank God for his help. Now I want to read you something as we close here. This was given by a friend of ours, Lynn Hammond, last year. The Holy Spirit spoke to her about the importance of praying in tongues. Tongues is the language of heaven. It is downloaded in your spirit at the reception of the Holy Ghost or the baptism. When tongues is released... That language will change the world 
and change you. When used, it, it will accomplish by the fire of God. It will accomplish by the fire of God what God wants to have happen in the earth. The language carries the very essence and nature of God to any and every situation. The language of the spirit is very personalized and individualized, making each marking each person. I'm sorry, it's tiny print on my phone, marking each person with heaven's label and tag saying This is mine. They are mine. Isn't that good? You're marked by heaven. When you get born again, you're marked by heaven. But when you're praying in the Holy Ghost, it's a whole other level. Saying, there's one of mine. They're talking God talk. They're speaking directly to me. They're changing things in their life. They're changing things in the earth. Because they're praying out divine secrets and my perfect will. Hallelujah. There is so much more to comprehend and understand about this gift. Much more revelation to be had. As the Apostle Paul wrote, I would not have you to be ignorant. There's more understanding about speaking in other tongues. And the more you will give way to it and yield to it, you will grow exceedingly. Hallelujah. You want to grow in the things of God? You want to be a vessel ready to be used by him to pray heaven and earth together, to pray out the will, the plan and the purpose of God. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. Father, we thank you tonight that we can yield to you, that we have heaven's help. Oh, we thank you so much for the precious Holy Spirit. That you have sent into the earth. That we as believers have the privilege of carrying him on the inside of us. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Now I just want to ask you just to begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. And if you are here and you are not yet filled with the Holy Ghost. And some things just went off on the inside of you. And you're like tonight's my night. I'm ready. I want to be filled. Then I want you to identify yourself right now. Just raise your hand. Hallelujah. All right. Then I'm assuming everybody is filled or you're not quite ready and that's okay. Just keep coming. Keep coming. Hallelujah.